The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson on a Monday, recapping all the great things that happened over the weekend. We've talked about what happened in high school sports, Region 11 football. We've got uh, high school soccer playoffs underway as well. We don't know the latest RPI. They did not release those this uh, uh, this week for high school football. For uh, Not quite sure why, because uh, next week they will have announced and reveal the final RPI for the season. But uh, we do know the, the, the region standings. It's pretty cut and dry. There's no real uh, ties to be aware of. But uh, Skyview on top, undefeated in region play for the third straight season. Then uh, Mountain Crest is 4-1, and one, Green Canyon 3-2, and two, Bear River 2-3, and three, Logan 1-4, and four, and Ridgeline 0-5. Uh, they do have games coming up on Wednesday, all of them except Logan. Logan does not play on Wednesday. They opted not to schedule a, a UEA week game, but uh, everybody else is going to play, and we'll have those games broadcast on our family radio stations here in the Cache Valley Media Group. And uh, we've got the full schedule links on uh, for the, radio, the, the stations that they'll be on or links to stream them and listen live on CashValleyDaily.com. High school girls' soccer playoffs underway. There was uh, one team from the area that... Sorry, there was multiple teams that played on Saturday in order to try to advance. Mountain Crest beat Tooele 8-0, so they advanced. They're going to go face Ogden, the number one overall seed. Congratulations, you get the top team in the state. Uh, And uh, Logan played Bear River. Uh, We never like to see two region teams face each other in the playoffs, but that's just how it worked out with the RPI. And so Logan won that one 6-0, and they advanced. They'll play Cedar Valley. That'll be Wednesday. Green Canyon will also host Crimson Cliffs. Ridgeline will host Dixie. And Skyview will host Pineview in the girls' 4A playoffs. All those games will be on Wednesday. Uh, There was no Utah State football to be played on Saturday, Aggies had a bye week, and it was a needed bye week. It was a rough game against the uh, uh, against the LSU Tigers. Uh, physical game, uh, Aggies struggled. Kind of got the sense that they just wanted to get out of there a little bit, uh, and they get a chance to recuperate a little bit and now prepare for Nevada. And uh, we got a chance also to keep an eye on a lot of other games. Uh, over the weekend. And um, there were a lot of different games in the Mountain West. Uh, I don't know that there were any real surprises for me um, in the, uh, the the scoreboard from the Mountain West Conference over the weekend, other than... Uh, you don't think UNLV was a surprise over Vanderbilt? Well, I, I guess I should say that was a surprise, but Vanderbilt's a really... They're a bad team, but how how much UNLV beat them by is surprising. Um, I, I did expect the Hawaii-Boise State game to be closer, um, but uh, the, the San Jose-Nevada game, we know San Jose's been fun to watch. They've been an exciting team so far this year. Um, and uh, Nevada's been switching out quarterbacks, and there's been some uncertainty about what's going on there. 
But that came down to a last-second field goal, second time in the season that Nevada has won on a walk-off field goal. Yeah, Brandon Tolan's been pretty good. In fact, uh, <clears throat> you'll hear later in the hour uh, Gary talk about him, and Dominic actually was available for press for two. You'll hear about him later in the week from his point of version. But, yeah, this Brandon kid, look, he's he's came around. He's had, he's had a couple of really big kicks um, uh, and, and some pretty tough situations, and I don't – I mean, what's his? I got, I'll have to look at his numbers again. But his PA, his uh, field goal percentage right now is legit. That kid's a good kicker. Well, kid, I don't think he's missed yet. Yeah, I was going to say, is he a thousand? I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think uh, he on Saturday had two that were for more than forty yards. Yeah. Just, I mean, I think he kicked four field goals, and two of them were forty yards plus. Yeah, he's money, and you know, and that could be huge here up in you know. On Saturday, where it's going to be cold weather, um, it's it's going to be raw, and you're going to probably, I mean, if in case your your offense dries up a little bit, you're going to need someone to to do the job for you. And again, on both sides, both teams, great kickers, Everly and and, and uh, Brandon, so should be a uh, should be a good one. Looks like there is chance for some rain in our forecast yeah. Saturday. It's supposed to snow on Friday, I think. I have a snowflake on Sunday for me, but well. Cool for you. We'll get more specific the closer we get. Um, but Gary Anderson had a chance to address the media today. Utah State did have the bye week. How did they use it? Where is the team at physically and, uh, I guess, emotionally and focused-wise ready for another opponent? Two bye weeks already in the season. Kind of rare to see that. But Gary Anderson addressed the media today to talk about how they used the week and what's on tap for this week. Nevada... Just off of film and uh, evaluating him. Obviously, we came off a of bye week, so we've had a little bit of extra time to evaluate him. Uh, very tough-minded team overall. Has dealt with some ups and downs, which this crazy game of football and this conference will give you. Uh, but they've been resilient. They've been tough-minded. They've battled through every, everything that's come their way. Um, started a new quarterback last game, and uh, you know he did a nice job. I think their offense is... Uh, was clicking pretty good. Big, tall, wideouts to make plays for him. And, uh, you know, uh, the running backs are, are tough, physical kids and kind of really took over the game on the last drive there at San Jose. Made some big plays for him, gave him an opportunity to uh, to win the football game. That's a, That game was kind of typical of uh, their season and many of our seasons. There's there's swings that go both ways, both for you and against you. And, uh, you know, they answered to make enough plays to win that football game. So they're sitting in a good spot. In conference, and I'm sure they're excited to come here and play uh, a football game here, uh, late start here. So it will be uh, exciting, and hopefully the crowd will come out and support us, and the weather holds off and gives us a nice night instead of uh, a rainy night, which we had last time. So, but I think you have two very good football teams that are fighting like crazy to stay in that conference hunt, and uh, are, are right in the thick of it right now. So defensively, you know, I think they're very stout up front. Um, within their defensive front guys, they play the odd front and. It's tough moving to get those guys moved around very much in there, and uh, their linebackers have played very well. So, um, you know, the you have two teams that have high expectations match up on Saturday night. And we'll get into more about those matchups and about uh, who Nevada is, what they've done so far this year, uh, and what we might see on Saturday. We'll hear more from them, uh, more from Gary, more from uh, the players that were involved today uh, when we uh, do our in the know on Wednesday and to get more details about the opponent. But, uh, Ajay, this was, as we talked about, this is kind of an interesting scenario where you're not even halfway through the season 
And not only had you had a, a bye week, you've had two bye weeks. That's that's not common. Yeah, the way the schedule is, it's different this year. So you'll get two bye weeks. In fact, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting looking at BYU. They had their bye week last week, then played South Florida. Obviously, it didn't help. And then, uh, and then they have a bye week after this upcoming week, and then they, and that bye week will lead into Utah State. It's really it 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 is it's, it's extremely different. And so here, Coach Anderson talks about the differences between their first bye week and how they spent it, and this bye week now. Practice was a little bit different. Still, the emphasis was on the young kids and you know some techniques and fundamentals. But we also, with uh, having the games behind us that we've played, we're able to really identify and deal with uh, a number of things that you don't have. Um, with the earlier buys, such as you know, when are kids coming back that are injured? How do you work your depth chart to get the best kids in the best spot to be able to uh, get the best starters on the field? Yes, but then also prepare for you know injuries and situations that can take place as, as you go through the season. So that was an emphasis, and will continue to be an emphasis this week. We do have some deficiencies where some young kids may need to potentially change positions. We'll see how that week goes, but uh, you got to do the best to help your team for this year um, to get them in a position to be able to compete at the, the highest level that they can. Um, then recruiting, you know, we went later in the week and, and recruited, but uh, got good work done with the young kids, which is awesome to spend time with them and um, got a good jump start on, on Nevada and uh, we'll come back this week and, and can you continue to prepare. To prepare. But uh, you know, there's there was a tweak, not not a, a big difference between bye weeks, but this the shift in uh, your objectives just a little bit depending on um, you know the timing of the bye, the health of the team, and all that comes with it. Okay, so he talked a lot about health of the team and updating you know, schedules of guys coming back from injury and using this time to get them healthy and back. Against LSU, we saw a number of guys who either didn't play or went out of the game because of injury. So we didn't see Jalen Warren in the game at all. We saw C.O.C. Mariner go down because of injury. We saw uh, Coke has been out for a little bit. We saw his backup go down in the game. Um, who else did we see? <laughs> Tipa Nali, I went Tipa out for Nali a little bit. Down. Then he came I think back. his. I think Tipa and Dave were just due to exhaustion. Um, I saw Tipa walking around today. He looked like he was in good spirits, happy to be home. <laughs> Happy to be able to play at home in front of the own, uh, in front of their own crowd. These kids, you know, I saw a couple, and they look energized. They're put, they're back in Mountain White's conference play, where things matter, right? Where these games matter. LSU wouldn't matter from a national standpoint, right? Wouldn't matter for, you know I mean, the top twenty or whatever. Didn't do any effect on the Mountain West Conference championship hopes at all whatsoever. So with that, they they reset themselves. But yeah, back to the uh, the only thing that might matter is if guys come out of that game hurt in such a way that they can't contribute to the team. And as we all know, Coach Anderson and his staff will not um, expand on injury status unless it is season injury in, in, in or excuse me season ending. But even at that case, I don't even know if they expand on that as well. Um, but it, uh, he does. He talks about the injuries and and just and and and, and I mean. Not specifics, but you know that they are hoping to get guys back. So, um, and by the way, just when you hear him talk about it, we might be okay for Nevada. Yes, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes um, as we continue through. Guys are rehabbing; they're battling like crazy. Um, trainers, 
all the docs, weight room guys are all doing their best to help those kids get back. So we'll we'll see how that all progresses. Um, but like you said, you know we don't uh, we don't mention anything unless they're out for the season. But uh, you know we'll use every day to to our advantage to try to make sure we we get them back and get them healthy. But when they go back out on the field, we want them to be healthy. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and then uh, the other injury one he, he he talks about again. He kind of just talks about you know the. I mean, they build the depth chart to make sure that the best starters are on the field, but they also build the depth chart with the just-in-case mode of injuries and, and making sure other players who are athletic or uh, play the ability to be able to play the position of wide receiver, that they'll be ready to go as well. Um, and so he talks about that. Um, but uh, it sounds like Compton will be back. Um I'm guessing COC will be back. He didn't elaborate on COC at all whatsoever. I'm guessing COC will be back, though. That'd be my, that'd be my guess. But yeah, injuries. A couple of wide receivers out because they were hurt. Jalen Warren was out because he was hurt. I think Jalen will be back as well. Those are, man, you, you but, need those guys. Yeah, you do. But again, Gerald you know, Bright did some nice things. In their game against Colorado State, but you could tell how they the team missed him off, missed Jalen Warren offensively sure. versus LSU. Yeah, and I would have been stunned if they would if they would have played. There was just no need to play Jalen versus LSU, none at all. It was the right decision by the coaching staff, the training staff, and so on and so forth to to not play him. Um, but I, I would imagine that he'll be ready to go this Saturday versus Nevada. Okay, so here's some comments from Gary Anderson about the injuries at those positions, uh, how it may be affecting the team. I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be, you know, it's uh, the running backs are who we have, and we felt good about those guys all along. You want to have three or four guys in there that can they'll, they'll continue to take the reps. Uh, wide receiver position is, I think that uh, you know those those young kids have been getting the reps. Um, you know, AJ getting in the mix on there and having some things to do and getting a lot of reps on special teams helps him be prepared and. Um, you know, uh, Compton getting back. I think that's going to help us be in a good position there as far as we move forward. So it's uh, it's really just the focus on all the positions as we go through there and where the potential deficiencies are just from, you know, not really a sheer number standpoint, but just, you know, the health of the team um, as a whole. It's easy to see the kids that, you know, you see in the game actually don't finish the game or have an injury in the game, but there's also some outlying factors out there from, Things that take place in practice, kids get worn down. You just want to make sure you're in a position to be able to um, continually build again to get the best starters out there, but also be prepared in case uh, you know somebody goes down in a position to uh, allow the team to function at as high levels as it possibly can. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you build your depth chart, right? To get the best players on the field, but you also build your depth chart so you have backup when those best players might get worn down or get, like in this case, hurt, which has been happening in the last three weeks. Hopefully the bye week was good for them to recuperate. Um, you know, Nevada, I feel like Nevada's more fine- f- finesse than physical. But I'm telling you, next Saturday is going to be a drag-out fight with Air Force. They're going to hit you in the mouth, hit you in the mouth, and then when you get back up and you're weary and just tired and exhausted, they're going to hit you again. That team is look. I watching Air Force, Air Force on Saturday good. and just punish 
Fresno State in the second half the way they did. 43-24 to yeah. for Air Force. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that damage came in the second half. Eric, that team, even when it's just a triple option and stuff, I mean, they send like a semi-diesel of just big boys full speed right at you, and they send everybody possible. That team is well, well uh, an oil machine, and we'll get into them next week, but I'm just saying... Like, you need everybody fresh and ready to go because this is a big stretch. Nevada, Air Force, and then BYU. Um, just a huge three-game stretch for the Aggies. And I would say Air Force is better defensively than some of the things that I've seen. They've, they've looked really good defensively. Oh, by far and away. Yeah, oh. by far and away. Look, the 42-32 game that you saw last year, was it? it was 42-32, I believe. I don't know if you see that this year. I really don't. Again, it's at Air Force too. Eight fifteen tonight. It's gonna be very cold. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah, think it's forty two thirty two. You're right, but I don't think Nevada's as physical. I think receiver wise, they're physical, right? They're big. The running back is physical, but defensively and the hitting and all that, I don't. I don't think it'll be as physical as you've seen so far with Colorado State, LSU. Um, but you'll probably see it with, and in San Diego State as well on that list, but you'll probably see it with uh, with Air Force. Hey, speaking of San Diego State, they are receiving votes. They're getting a lot of attention for their season so far. They only have one loss on the season. That's when Utah State went to their <laughs> place and beat them. Yeah. How about that? How about that, Eric? It's uh, kind of weird how those things work, huh? We'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we'll take it. Okay, one of the things that Gary talked about is um, just that his team uh, went to LSU, a really good team, not a good performance for Utah State. Uh, it was hot. It was out of uh, normal when you would usually play a team like that. Utah State just didn't seem to be, after that first quarter, as dialed in as we've seen them against other Power 5 schools. Um, and so they really kind of need to bounce back and kind of realign themselves to get ready for a stretch run here now that it's all conference play. And so Gary talked a little bit about uh, that he expects his team to be there. They'll bounce back. They'll be all right. No doubt, yeah. And, and we will see that. These kids will play hard. They'll bounce back. They're excited to get back into conference. And, you know, they, they understand how competitive this conference is right now. There's... A number of teams with one loss. There's a couple teams with no losses. There's a couple teams with one loss. Um, you know, a couple teams with two losses that still see themselves obviously getting back in the mix and fighting. So, um, you know, this this Utah State crew will be ready to play, and I'm sure the the Reno crew will be ready to play. But I expect our kids to bounce back. In fact, I I thought they bounced back last week very well. Um, you know, it's not like we walk around moping because we we lost that football game. It's uh, we talked about it, and like I said, first of last week, we put it in the rearview mirror, but we can't leave it. We have to have a little piece of that in the in the rearview mirror. we got to remember it and have that little piece of that game there for us to help us drive us, help us focus, and help us continue to grind. And and then, you know, it's, it's just so important to me, as I've gone through this for many, many years now, it's just you got seven weeks guaranteed now to be together and seven more games that are guaranteed to be there, and it goes so fast. So, man, you got to enjoy it. Enjoy the practices. Have fun. Um, you know, battle like crazy to get those victories and battle like crazy at practice to get better. And, you know, we start this thing out in January and we'll start it again in January next year. But, 
those days go so fast and now there's seven weeks guaranteed left so man I if I was on this team I'd be fighting every day and enjoying every day to make sure that uh, I give them all when I look back and say I gave it all I had for that situ for that for that time frame and I expect that will be the case I think we've consistently seen that from Gary Anderson led teams in Logan I don't know about in Corvallis <laughs> But you bring that up. That's great of you. But in Logan, uh, I think that's been solidly the case that um, they uh, they have a good work ethic and they uh, they they become football junkies and they want to get out there and make the most of it. So I think he instills a good confidence in his team and a good work ethic in his team, and uh, they'll be there. They'll be back. It was a rough outing at LSU. Yes, it was. Uh, but this is going to be a really good test against a, a Nevada team that can move the ball around. I think you're right. I would describe them as more of a finesse team than a power team. They do have a really good running back in Tua Tawa. Um, but uh, this is a, a, also a team that's kind of in Nevada that's gotten by by the skin of their teeth on a couple different occasions. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's a really, really good way to put it. But you know what? I think in Division One football, it's hard to win, isn't it? I mean, it really can be. When you have the schedule yes. that Nevada or Utah State, or I'll even put Boise State up there for that matter, um, when you have that kind of it, – it's hard to win, man. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's – ask Georgia. You never know when someone's going to snipe your foot. And get you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so I think you take every win um, with a grateful attitude. You walk out of there. You're happy you got the win. And then, you, you I mean, you have to get ready to the following week. And I think that's what's going to have to happen for the Aggies. Look, if you beat Nevada, great. Now you got to go to Air Force. And when you beat Air Force, great. Now you got to come home back for BYU. When you beat BYU, great. Now you got to go to Fresno State. You know, it's just – and then when you beat them, you got Wyoming, who's always tough. And when you beat Wyoming, you got to say, well – it's Boise State now, and even when you beat Boise State, then you got to say, look, we can't, can't let this get away from us. You have to go to New Mexico, which could easily be a trap game, easily, knowing that if you win that game, you'd be hosting, hosting the Mountain West Conference Championship. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the, look, what's been when elusive. The, look, when, they, when they break the huddle, they, they never say, all right, top 25 on three, one, two, three. Hey, don't even talk. I mean, it's, hey, Mount West champs on three, one, two, three, every single time. That's their goal. That's been their mindset from the get-go. That's what they want. They have unfinished business. These kids that are returning this year have unfinished business. They're pissed about that Boise State loss, and they'd be lying if they said no. They want that back. They want that opportunity back, and that's, that's what they're aiming for. Uh, so are the other games in the Mountain West Conference, um, just to quickly update you on what happened over the weekend, uh, Colorado State, speaking of New Mexico, Colorado State went to Albuquerque and won 35-21. to It was a Friday night game. Hawaii at Boise State. That one was ugly. 59-37. to That was ugly. Um, and Boise State went through three different quarterbacks. Yep. Yep, and I'm and I their starter got hurt. Um, whether he's going to be available for this Saturday's against BYU will be really interesting. 
crazy part is they still scored even without him. They were still able to put up points. I think some of the Hawaii fan base kind of thought, oh, he's out. Now we can, you know, slow him down and, and put up some points and hopefully get things going. Never happened. Never happened. Chase Cord threw three touchdowns. Jalen Henderson threw a touchdown. Hank Bachmeyer, uh, before he went out, he threw a touchdown. Cole McDonald. Oh, that's going to be fun November 20th. He threw for three touchdowns. But what's the problem, I think, for Hawaii? Cole McDonald was also the leading rusher. Yeah, that can't happen. No. Uh, the other games in the Mountain West over the weekend, uh, as we mentioned, UNLV beat Vanderbilt on the road at Vanderbilt. Yeah. 34 uh, to 10. They didn't just beat them, like squeak by. They didn't get by Vanderbilt, as some other people like to say. They dominated Vanderbilt. Yeah, and with that win, um, Mount West finishes with the nation-best nine wins against Power 5 non-conference opponents. They posted those nine wins despite being an underdog in 18 of those 19 games. How's your independency going, BYU? Uh, Nevada beat you in, uh, San Jose, like we mentioned, on a walk-off field goal. Uh, Air Force took care of Fresno State mostly in the second half, 43-24. to 24. That was a 24-22 to 22 game for Fresno at the half. Air Force totally dominated the second half. And San Diego State beat Wyoming 26-22. to 22. That was a dogfight there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ryan Agnew with a, a, a game-winning touchdown drive in the fourth quarter to seal the deal. You know what's crazy when I look? Like... I mean, he does a little scrambling things where he runs 75 yards backwards, runs 10 yards forward, and chucks it deep. <laughs> like, how did Weber State shut them out? Or uh, how did Weber State hold them to six points? Doesn't that amaze you? Weber State held that team to six points. That is true. Uh, you well, wonder yeah, how much true. they were really throwing out in their playbook. San well, Diego State. I hope they thought about it because they nearly lost. <laughs> That's true. At some point, you got to throw something out there to make sure you win the game. Uh, so anyway, that was the rundown of the Mountain West over the weekend. Uh, San Diego State is receiving votes in the polls, as mentioned. Uh, Boise State uh, continues to move up in the rankings. Uh, and uh, they are the highest ranked non-Power 5 school. Um, and so they would get the New Year's Six Bowl as of now. But uh, Boise State comes in at number 14 in the AP and 13 in the coaches. Really, they didn't move in the uh, AP, but they did move up um, in the coaches poll. So what does your top six look like now? My top six? Oh, sorry, the AP top six. You don't even have it, do you? Oh, in front of me right here? What yeah. is the AP top six? Yeah. yeah, it's Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. The, oh, the coaches man. is slightly different. It's Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. So they've flip-flopped LSU, Ohio State. Oklahoma's going to be Those three pissed. are a little bit different. 
Yeah, that's going to irk Oklahoma a little bit. The top so, four are so, all receiving first place votes. No, the top four, man. How is Clemson still ahead of Oklahoma? That, Oklahoma just beat Texas. That surprises me that Clemson is in the top four. How is I, Oklahoma I don't have, there? If I, if I were to put my top four college football playoffs rankings out, I would not have Clemson in my top four. No. I'd have Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Agreed. Although I would have LSU number one. They have two top yeah. ten wins. Yeah, I'm with. That's a good point. Yeah, that's how a good are they? Point. Uh, uh, how are they not number one? <laughs> and how did Wake Forest drop? Alabama out after- looks good, but they haven't played anybody. Yeah. How did Wake Forest drop out after one loss by three to Louisville? Yeah. They take him right out. They dropped right out. I mean, they're right on the fringe, and the coaches—they're a couple back in the AP. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, wow. Yeah, Oklahoma's going to be a little bit peeved right now because really that's their biggest test the rest of the way in regards of ranked teams, I believe. I don't think they have another ranked team to face, so I think they were hoping that, hey, if we beat Texas, you know, that will push us into the top four. Right. The only thing now they have to hope for is attrition ahead of them. Because some of the teams ahead of them are going to face each other or are going to face some really tough Yeah, challenges. Alabama does play LSU. But Clemson's not going to lose the rest of the way. Probably o- not. Ohio State, I mean, they got a gauntlet. If they win out, even one loss, I think you still keep them in. Oklahoma might be staring. I mean, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Penn State are all undefeated. Notre Dame's only got one loss. Yeah, I just, boy, there's going to be some really upset teams this year when this is all said and done. Uh, Appalachian State, man. I'm I'm happy for those guys. Yeah, they're undefeated. Should be in the top 25. Absolutely. Good for them. All right, we're going to uh, call timeouts, take a step aside here on the Full Court Press, continue to talk about uh, what happened over the weekend in top 25 college football and what happened in the NFL. There were some pretty juicy matchups. How did they turn out? And how did our pick six turn out for the weekend? We'll update you on the six things we thought might happen. How did they happen? Was it another push between Ajay and I? We put a tiebreaker in there to try to prevent that. We'll see if it comes down to it. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. Hey, so this, I mean, it, it, our listeners, if you have Twitter and you're not following Jimbo Slice, you may want to. He is funny. <laughs> he always has great stuff Fuck. about the Utah Jazz. Rudy, welcome back, buddy. Go Bear. Thanks. Booner, you think you could dunk on a, or you think you could dunk a small child? Lock to Booner. Booner, that's inappropriate. Lock to Go Bear. You think you could dunk me? <laughs> and he always throws in the most random ways to remind oh, us man. that Derek, Derek Fisher, Fisher lied to three teams to get out of his, get out of his contracts. 
Oh, that's good. Uh, hey, I uh, just got a text from somebody. I want your thoughts on this, Eric. This is a good point. No way the college football playoff leaves out a chance for a Jalen Hurts versus Alabama matchup. Now, when we look at this college football playoff, we like we look at opportunity, right? Not just for the teams, but for TVs, the money, right? The money that would rake in, and and he and this individual's right. Jalen Hurts, former starter or Alabama, then turned back up, now turned transfer to Oklahoma, dominating and probably a Heisman candidate uh, front runner He's easily. Probably right now. the front runner. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow's giving him a run for his money. Sure is. I think the first to blink might be the one to lose it. Uh, here's and and I'm with it. Yeah, you take that versus Alabama. Oh, it's juicy. Tua versus Jalen would be incredible. Problem is, is the committee doesn't give a crap. I really don't think they care. I think if Clemson gets lost out for not losing a game, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do if you have five unbeaten teams? And if LSU loses to Alabama by three in overtime, say they're not going to punish LSU or you know, not going to say, well, you lost, you know, you lost by three to Alabama, you're out, you're done. I think that even keeps them in it. Um, Wisconsin still got something to say about it. Penn State as well. I just think there's... And with Oklahoma, the schedule, the way that it is, it hurts them the rest of the way. Meanwhile, Wisconsin and Penn State, I think they got a game versus each other, and they still got to play Ohio State. And you know what? Penn State doesn't play Wisconsin. So there's a chance that Wisconsin and Penn State could go into the Big Ten title game undefeated. Which then would create huge problems for the playoff committee. And so in saying that, I just, I mean... If Ohio State comes through undefeated, they deserve to be in that top four, in my mind, without a question. Well, yeah, if Penn State or Wisconsin does, I think they deserve it. Look, the schedule for the rest of the way for local Sooners is this. West Virginia, Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor, which is ranked 18th in the country, TCU and Oklahoma State for... Yeah, you're For right. Penn State, it's they they get they beat Iowa already at Iowa. By the way, they're at home versus Michigan at Michigan State. They're then at Minnesota versus home against or excuse me home against Indiana and then Ohio State before the Rutgers. If one of those teams in the Big Ten goes undefeated, they're in. If, I agree. And if Alabama goes undefeated, they're in. If Clemson goes undefeated and wins the ACC championship game, they're in. I just don't know how you fit Oklahoma in that. I, I love it. I think Oklahoma would be a great fit for the college football playoff. I think they're talented enough to win the whole thing. I just don't think they're going to get a fair shot. I really don't think they're going to be given the fair due that they deserve. Clemson, really their only quote-unquote challenge on the schedule? Yeah. Maybe Wake Forest. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, how unfair is it, Eric? Other than that, I mean, they're... Not a lot of great teams on the schedule. Yeah. And, so actually, and, and with so that, Clemson's strength of schedule should hurt them and keep them out. I don't know why they're getting so many first-place votes ahead of some of these other teams that have played tougher competition and have been more exciting. It's just the, hey, they're the reigning champs, so we'll give them, we'll keep giving them first-place votes until they lose. Do you, you know who else is getting a tough gig at this? It's the Pac-12 Conference. Look, Oregon did lose by six to Auburn in a in a battle, right? They beat Nevada, who turns out to be okay. Stanford ends up upsetting a couple of teams. I think they beat Washington. 
Um, but Oregon still got to go to Washington and play there. Home against Washington State at USC, at Arizona State, who's the 17th ranked team in the country. And then they'd probably face the winner of the, uh, most likely the Utah Utes as of right now. So with that, the Pac-12 as a whole conference is getting just, I mean, they're getting robbed of a college football playoff spot. They're already being... They're beating up on each other. They're not getting robbed. Yeah, you, gotta, they are. you have to Every, be undefeated. So you to have get to, I mean, look, it's a it's a lose lose situation. Then if if Utah were to run through the conference and and win every single game, they would say that the conference is weak. Is it? No, it's a strong conference. But they still get left but out. Ohio State, take a Wisconsin, and Penn State haven't faced each other. But we can all agree those are all three really good teams. But that's going to change here in a couple of weeks. So would a one loss Big Ten team get over a one loss Pac twelve team? That's a really good question. I would probably because say Ohio, three a Big Ten team would be ahead. That Oregon faces, they faced Auburn in their uh, pre Because of the strength of the other two, the other teams that are in their conference. Because of how good uh, Wisconsin and Penn State already are, how high they are already in the rankings. That will give them an advantage. I still think Arizona State's a good football team, and as I, as I do Washington. Again, someone's going to get left out of here that shouldn't be. I'm just, I mean, I'm saying it That's right now. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. It's how it's been so far, and it will continue to be. When you only pick four, that number five team usually is, there's going to be great debate and consternation about how and why they got left out. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean... I mean, I guess, I mean, we're only halfway through the season. So the things, I mean, it really starts getting serious in about two weeks, three weeks. You know, when you have about three games left, that's when you're all kind of just staring at those rankings, wondering where you're going to end up. But right now, when you look at it, Oklahoma, I just, I mean, they're getting, I think they're getting snubbed because of Clemson. But I think in the end, Wisconsin, Penn State, or, or Ohio State, or even Notre Dame, excuse me, for that matter, is getting it left out too. What if the scenario is that you have I like this game by the way. Alabama and LSU in consideration. What do you mean in consideration though? That the, those two teams could be right there in the top 4. Well, cuz one of them's going to lose. They play each other in about 3 weeks. Right? But then there's a couple more weeks that will follow and it'll be an SEC championship game. What if the, whoever, I, I, well, whoever loses that game then turns around and wins the rest? Yeah, well, I was going to say, okay, so let's, so let's play that game. So if LSU were to lose to Bama at Alabama on November 9th by less than 10 points, right? By less than 10, they will have played at Texas and won, beat Utah State, one of the top G5 teams, beat Florida at home, beat Auburn at home with Texas A&M still on the schedule at the end. And if they don't get into the SEC championship game because they lost by six to Alabama, who's in the SEC championship game, and then Alabama flattens whoever that is, I think LSU's in. I think they take two SEC teams and put them in. I uh, see. I think it. I think that they'll only take one SEC team. I think that there'll be four, at least four, undefeated teams. At the top. But the schedule says for LSU that they deserve to get in even with the one loss. to, a, to I the think they should be the ahead country. of Alabama right now. Sure, but even after the loss, I mean, you get knocked off that pedestal. I still think with the schedule that they've played, 
both non-conference and conference, if they lose by less than 10, that they should be in that game, in the four, in the 14 playoff. That nobody else's schedule, Oklahoma, Ohio State, or Wisconsin for that matter, is better than LSU, or you know what, even Clemson. Wipe Clemson out of there. So even replace, take Ohio State, put them in, above Clemson, put LSU in, you got Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and one other team. Oklahoma. I don't, I don't know how they can leave Oklahoma out, but I got a feeling that that, that, that committee is going to try and find a way. I hope not, because watching that team is so extremely fun. Talented offensively. Physically, headhunting defensively. They're so good. So physical. But man, I hope, I hope the committee doesn't leave them out just because of a schedule or whatever the reason is. But you know how dumb this committee can be. <laughs> uh, we're, we're halfway through the season. Uh, when does the first college football playoff rankings come out? Uh, third week in October. It should be after next week, isn't it? I think it's after next week. I gotta look that up. Yeah, I uh, went. Because if it's, I think it's after next week because then it's like five weeks. Ranking start. There we go. It is. Oh, whoops. What the crap? Doesn't even tell me. Uh, December? No. November? If anybody's listening and can help us out, that'd be great. Uh, throughout November and early December. Yep, Tuesday, November 5th. November 5th. Yep, so about three weeks away. Okay. Which, by the way, I... So they want, they're all non-conference games, and then you want to be into... Yeah, well into that schedule, which, by the way, is really interesting because Alabama, or excuse me, Auburn will have played LSU just prior that that week prior to, and Ohio State by then will have played Wisconsin that week prior to, and Notre Dame will have played Michigan that week prior to. So you got a bunch of great games, and then you get those rankings right after. Juicy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. It's, it's always a fun time of the year with college football when those rankings come out. I remember last year, you know, <laughs> um, we'd always just kind of pay attention to where Utah State was. And obviously they weren't where they should have been. It always took them a while to get there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a fun time of the year. All right, coming up next year on the Full Court Press, let's update what happened uh, some of the other things that happened over the weekend in our pick six. Good way to review what happened and see who wins or did we push again? Although we have a tiebreaker now, so we shouldn't have a, uh, a push in our pick six, but uh, we'll talk about that. Who won? Who lost? Who owes the other one something special? And you still haven't told me who won or lost, by the way. We're going to reveal it on the air coming up next on the Full Court Press. Yep, the paper. Uh, and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Franson, AJ Salveson, 106.9 The Fan, also 1390 AM. Hey, um, By the way, great job on the music today. I, I really actually enjoyed it. I'm not lying to you. A little better today? Yeah, I think he actually put some effort and gave a crap today. Ow. Oh, is that what I think it is? No, that is not the pick six for today. Why did you throw it at me then? <laughs> Bounce back and hit you. Uh, before we get into pick six, Ajay, pick actually, my nose. Um, University of Utah had a dominating performance. BYU, not so much. Uh huh. But uh, it was kind of an historic day for for the Utes. Uh, for one particular player on this play. First and goal from the six. They'll move a motion man across the formation, turning him Bill Riley. Moss straight up the middle. Moss to the end zone. <laughs> touchdown. A six-yard touchdown run for Zach Moss, and he is now the all-time leading touchdown rusher in University of Utah football history. That is the 15th career touchdown run for Zach Moss. So, career day for him. Bill Riley, good guy. Tyler Huntley looks great. Yeah, Huntley's starting to put himself out there and separate himself as the best quarterback in the state of Utah. Yes. Let's let's make that yes. clear. I this love season Jordan that love. is absolutely correct. This season, though, it has been all Tyler Huntley. To this Huntley. point, yes. yes. And <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to say that on air. I don't want him to get fried again like I did last time. Um, yeah, no, Tyler Huntley's been incredible. And and dude, that team, I Eric, it still shocks me how they lost to USC. Zach Moss or no, I still don't know how they lost to USC. Yeah, they just they kept Cow. making mistakes. They couldn't stop USC in their yeah. passing game. All right, pick six. This is what happened for our pick six. Now you wanted to change one of your results. And you wouldn't let me. And I would not let you. Do you remember which one it was? Yeah, it's the one that cost me the pick six today. Okay, so the uh, six things were George Niang points at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Set it at eight and a half. Mm-hmm. He actually had six. So I took the under, you went over, so I got that one. That's the one I wanted to change. Cole McDonald touchdowns at Boise State. We set the line at two and a half. He threw three. You took the over, so you got that one. I went under. So we're 1-1. One, one. Joe Burrow passing yards versus Florida. Set the line at 315 and a half. Actually threw for 293. You took the under on that one. So you get a point. I went over. So now you're leading two to one. Jalen Hurts total yards set at 350 and a half. He actually got 366 combined yards. I took the over on that. I you think. took the over on that. I went under. So now you're up three to one. Notre Dame over USC by 12 and a half. It was actually by three. We both took the over on that. That was kind of surprising. <laughs> and then Patriots forced turnovers versus the Giants. Said at one and a half, they were actually three. We both took the over. So, AJ, you win four to two. I still want my pick change, though. On George Yang. I want to change right now. Then you would have won five to two. I want to change. So, uh, it's about the tiebreaker was of the matter, Eric. Boise State versus Hawaii. Boise State won 59 to 37. Who would have won that? Uh, let's see. You had the larger point spread and the more points in the game, so you would have won that one. I'm a champion. 
Do you feel like a champion? Uh, it depends what you get me for pick six. <laughs> it does depend. I remember. I will remember, Ajay. Hey, uh, final thoughts here. Is the in the NFL over the weekend? Yeah. The, Ram, Rams the, suck. Rams, surprisingly bad. <laughs> Cowboys, surprisingly bad. Oh, my gosh. How do you lose to the Jets, man? They're... <laughs> You have everybody. Like Jason Garrett needs to go. How, how, with this, the roster that they have, how do they keep losing games? Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Texans Chiefs was a showdown. Texans got the better of them. Uh, Kansas City kind of on some shaky ground right now. Yeah, Mahomes uh, didn't have his best stuff. It's always good to see Kansas City lose. And my Patriots still 6-0. Niners are still undefeated too, right? They won. Yeah, those are the only two undefeated teams. Niners beat up on the Rams. Yeah. Niners and Patriots, baby. And they, no, they don't play. Yeah, they do. No, they don't play each other. The Sunday night game, I caught part of that one. If I'm the LA Chargers, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Not just that they lost, but yeah. it was a home game for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just it's amazing how it's amazing like those fan bases how some will turn on you like Pittsburgh isn't that good of a football team but man they show up that was cross country I saw somebody pose a question if the Chargers left LA would anyone notice <laughs> tonight in Monday Night Football it's the Lions at the Packers and then don't forget in Major League Baseball we've got the playoffs going on it's already happened it's already started. Uh, Cardinals at the Nationals, Game 3 in the National League Championship Series. So tomorrow we'll update you on uh, on that one and the current standings in Major League Baseball playoffs. Um, and uh, our player and stat, we'll have that tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. I will be uh, absent part of the show tomorrow because I'm going to be <coughs> up at USU practice. Yeah, and we'll be able to get some kind of feel from you of, of what practices looked like, obviously without detail, and come from there. Yeah. Thanks Good night, everybody. everybody.